Hello and welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share first-hand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Chris and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, we're joined by Zdenek Nimic. Zdenek is the founder of Superface. Superface is an API interface that enables plug-and-play usage of data and services. Zdenek talked with Gene about APIs for B2B transactions, as well as the two ends of an autonomous API. So here is part one of our conversation with Zdenek. Take it away, Gene. Z, welcome to the show. We gave a short intro in the beginning, but I would love you to tell our audience a little bit about the journey that led you to founding of uh, Superphase. Thank you, Jean. Uh, so, hello, everybody. I'm uh, Z, and uh, I'm an API expert, I guess, because the journey started, uh, I think, uh, over 10 years ago with a, a startup that formed in the UK, but it was essentially based by Czech founder, founded by Czech founders called APRA. And that's uh, basically where we started to think about APIs and what they are and what values they are bringing. And, uh, you know, to build a, this uh, amazing tool called APRA for API design. And that's how I got to APIs and that's how I got into, you know, uh, this, this line of business. Uh, and travel around the world, so to speaking, and researching APIs problematic. And then later on, when API was acquired by Oracle, uh, I decided it's time to move on and uh, started my own consulting business called Good API, where I continued in what we were doing in API, but this time being, you know, with the with actual, you know, people or companies, organizations that are implementing APIs and helping them on their journey. And that's basically you know, how I got into APIs and, and I spent a lot of time with the small startups and big companies uh, in the trenches, but also, you know, researching and thinking about what might be the next things in APIs. Well, actually, this is the 23rd episode of Mobile Interactions Now, but only the first time I'm actually addressing API as the topic. It used to be just the adjacent topic that you talk about in terms of solving certain problems, you know, explaining certain relationship, but we are really going to talk about API itself. And, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know I, didn't, I wanted to talk about this, but then <laughs> I could not have picked a better guest to actually delve into this. So let, let's do this. The value is being uh, perceived more and more in a very prominent way, but it, it is not really outside of the little tech community haven't really talked about in this light. So I know this is probably boring for people who are living, um, speaking API every day, but can you just quickly walk us through like how APIs became such an integral part of uh, how businesses are you know, delivering and sharing technology because, you know, it's no longer just a social fun. And I, I went through the whole flicker and that, that age where, where you, it became a social fun thing. But now it sounds like it's a, such a business to business um, relationship. What, what is this? How we got Absolutely. here? Absolutely. And that's, that's actually a very good, very good question. And uh, it, you know, it's good that you are actually thinking more about the business uh, and not focusing on the APIs because at the end of the day, APIs are and should be 
what enables business, what empowers business, what enables innovation and you know operation efficiency and whatnot. So, you know, the story of APIs really goes uh, hand in hand with the story of uh, digital transformation, right? Uh, that's when businesses started to realize that hey, there is a there is, you know, this new creation called computer and later on networking and, and web, World Wide Web in uh, 1990 was basically, uh, you know, what started it all. This, this, uh, what took this digital transformation into the next level where companies started to realize, okay, it's not just a smart type machines, but now we can communicate, uh, you know, over internet. We can sell stuff on the internet. And so that is the... That is basically where we already started seeing first APIs, you know, around the year uh, 2000 and later companies started to realize that, hey, there is not just the e-commerce side of, of, of this thing, you know, not just the website, but an API being the wholesale presence of, of your company. This is, this is not just your customer front door, but really you as a business connecting to another business. And just one interesting information, uh, I just uh, stumbled upon the other day is that uh, in 2017, that's the most recent number I was able to get, the, the global e-commerce transactions were estimated at 25.5 trillions in business-to-business -business transactions. So that means a big portion of that is actually going through the APIs. Uh, and the only, I think, three or well, only three trillions were really the B2C uh, front ends for like shopping online. But the rest of, you know, the 25 trillions is really, you know, going through one way or another through some sort of APIs. That is a mind boggling number. But, you know, people who are thinking in terms of how many API calls are going through, you know, I happen to work for a company that makes 2 billion API calls a year on, on one product. So, and, and I think I totally believe you, this comparison between B2B and B2C. And sometimes it's like the amount of interaction that it takes for one B2C action to happen properly, I think there are a lot of layers of a B2B and there's something that uh, people don't often think about. So, I mean, then there is API and then there is this, what I'm beginning to hear, that's why I invited you here today, something called the autonomous API. And I think this is your latest um, initiative or the Superface. And I have no idea uh, when it comes to autonomous, I'm like, what autonomous? Are. And, and I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, uh, uh, couple this as so what is this uh, autonomous API? Absolutely. So autonomous API is uh, basically a system. So APIs are about a distributed system. An autonomous system is the systems where you don't control uh, its elements centrally, right? And uh, so as such, autonomous APIs is a system where you can have machines or these components being, you know, in the in the environment in the system figuring being programmed for some purpose do some stuff buy some goods uh do this send a text message whatnot and they go out and they figure out how to do it and they perform the task right so the point is actually and that's where we again need to go a little bit back into histories you know what happened with the apis at the start there were these point-to-point -point integrations between two big businesses that could afford it and they had engineers, you know, wiring the, the 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 wires relay from one company to another company. And then later on, we realized, hey, this might be actually useful. 
uh, we might have, so, so I call it generic APIs where uh, more companies, more businesses are interested in your uh, business offering and connecting to it. And now we are seeing situations where there is like many, many connections, right? And, and you mentioned it, like the applications today in general, uh, one study shows that the average application has a 15 you know, connections in one app. So that means as a consumer, right? That means a lot of complexity, a lot of things is going on. And when you are facing this complexity, because you know APIs are growing and more and more uh, people and organizations are employing APIs, then you are starting to facing a huge complexity of these like wires going here and there. And there are, as the way I see it, there are only four ways how to solve this. You can A, hire more people, B, you know, uh, do some try to do some standardization and governance. See, trying to automate this governance to automate the processes, or you give up on this uh, notion of handling the complexity centrally, and you give the components autonomy, and you let let them to go out, figure stuff, and do it. So it's basically you're telling enterprises in a way just don't try to deal with the complexity; it's not your thing anyway. I'm, I'm telling them to do it differently because today what they are do doing and most of us are actually all the API industry is doing is we are adding more people to the APIs because we need more APIs and we are adding more people to APIs to connect to machines. And that's the funny thing. You have two interfaces, like you have one interface but two machines talking to each other through this interface. So you would say, hey, this is machine to machine interaction. But the truth is there are some calling for poor people in the middle connecting these machines together, you know, writing the documentation, reading the documentation, programming the machine according to the documentation. So because the number of APIs is growing, we are pouring more and more people into APIs just to be able to establish what I believe should be communication between two machines and machines should be figuring it out, right? So basically, you're trying to get people like, okay, don't think you can control this. The original uh, intent of API is, is basically machine-to-machine -machine interface. It's a false errand keep adding people to, to make that machine-to-machine -machine, uh, interface happen. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's, that, but, you know, it makes sense when you think about it. Okay, this is how we started. We laid this first connection by hand. But now it's getting out of control and companies are spending a lot of money and effort to, you know, have a good developer experience and, and uh, you know, have well-designed APIs and designed APIs in a similar way and all this kind of stuff. And that's very expensive and very slow and costs a lot of effort and whatnot. Uh, it takes a long time and it's very brittle. So it's easy to break. I totally you know, uh, empathize with that problem of having um, to have people to integrate APIs and all those things on both ends of that spectrum. So now, now I get the picture of what the problem is. And let's say uh, autonomous API is in that middle. How is my day looking differently other than other than not having uh, more people um, in the middle try to integrate this? What does it look like? Paint, paint so, me a picture, please. <laughs> so there are two, two layers to this. Like one is uh, this 
uh, current situation with large enterprises I've been working with, and don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed that, that cooperation. But with some of the largest companies, they are uh, building these API centers of excellence teams, right? They are putting a lot of effort into getting their APIs right and uh, you know making them beautiful and attractive and and then even they do some lunch parties around that and whatnot so that's one element that i don't think it's needed because that's element for humans and machines can you know figure it out and just do the, the stuff we ask them to do and we don't need the the parties around lunch of your new api because you know machine doesn't care so you you lose that element of uh, of you know uh uh, people doing this boring work that nobody actually really enjoys doing. So that's one thing, the, the, the cost of, of that whole department. And, and more importantly, it's about the time. So you have some capabilities as an organization. You want to get those capabilities out. You want to realize whether there is somebody maybe paying for those capabilities you have, or you need to do something different and mix them differently or whatnot. And my world, uh, you know, the world I'm, I'm working on is really a situation where you can get your capabilities out just like that without any, you know, spending months and weeks and, and millions and, and whatnot uh, to, 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 to developer portals and to get them out. So you have a business, you have some capabilities, and I'm telling you that you can deliver your business capabilities at uh, almost no cost. To the to the you know outside world and let people connect to your business capabilities, find them and connect to your business capabilities in milliseconds. So your your world really will be like, hmm, we have something we can do. Let's say uh, a ship container or or bring you food, and it will take you like literally minutes to make this available through a digital channel. As a tech business person. Whenever I hear something as fantastic as this, yeah, because it, it really uh, um, talking about some pain and and some uh, speed is a really huge issue, especially in in this pandemic situation we're going through and all that. But at the same time, part of me think like there are at least in this current status quo. There's some, you know, the governance mechanism. There are some things that are developed for a reason to control some of the known problems. So now we know the direction uh, this autonomous API is, is painting. Uh, what are some of the things that difficult challenges that still need to be solved? Meaning like, I'm thinking, are, are we talking about one autonomous API handling many other things. Therefore, this is like a, the one thing goes down, then am I be at the mercy of this, this one API performing all the other things. So take us through some of the big issues that still remains as a big challenge for this, what you are working on to be uh, actually convincing to, for business people as well as uh, you know, technical people. So one thing uh, I see as a big problem, and I don't think companies are realizing it, is consuming an API is a liability. You know, when you when you basically uh, dedicate yourself to consume somebody else's an API, you are creating yourself uh, uh, handcuffs in a way, and you are locking yourself to that vendor, and uh, you are saying, hey, you know, I'm 
you know, I'm believing, I believe in this vendor. I, I, I hereby decide to, you know, uh, tidally couple with that vendor and be at the mercy of that vendor, right? And uh, not so many people are actually realizing it when they are building their applications and consuming stuff. So they don't think about, you know, consuming API as a, as a liability. But it is a dependency in your software, in your creation, and you need to be, you know, well, very well, well aware of that. And if I go to a, a random company today and I ask them, so what are your dependencies? What 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 APIs are you, you know, depending on right now? Most of them actually have no idea, and uh, or very little idea, and very few of them know 100% every single, you know, dependency they have in their chain. That means if something goes wrong, like we just had with the recent situations and companies might be going really quickly away, quicker than we, we thought, then suddenly, you know, one of your dependency might just, you know, uh, go away. That, that's, of course, uh, potentially a big threat for your business. We briefly talked about layers of things involved in terms of delivering a service. Just help me understand this better. And a lot of times, I think you uh, briefly mentioned about having you know, multiple vendors doing things and that kind of complexity that creates. But does this mean autonomous API works better if it's uh, something direct uh, like that? What if a typical enterprise interfaces these things? Uh, underlying services in a, in a solution package that has an interim a lot of layers. So for example, like authentication. I mean, think about mm-hmm. authentication mm-hmm. as a service. And if I have that as, let's just call it uh, API, and I do know, although I don't want to know, <laughs> that underneath there, there are a lot of other APIs. Yes. You know, if it's using different channels, there will be a lot of different things, but it's happening on many layers. Is autonomous API works better for certain things? And when it's like need to be packaged as a solution, Enterprises are already consuming it as a as a like a solution. Is it different? Tell well, at me. this at, at this you know cake uh, uh, model or this layers model, it gives you in each of the layers, it gives you the cushion of basically decoupling your uh, application from an actual provider. You know, because in many cases, at the end of the day, you don't really care uh, for authentication. You might not care. You might care depends uh, if it's provided by uh, a company A or B or your internal service A or B. You, you don't really care about that in many scenarios. You just want to get that authentication going or, or that use case that you want to take, right? And the autonomous APIs are basically enabling your consumer application to decouple yourself from the actual uh, interface of the particular provider, particular service, particular company. So it makes easier for you to uh, switch to another provider, to another service at each of those layers. So it, it becomes a, a, a way lot, you know, a way more elastic than it is right now. And one of the biggest problems with APIs is also the way we currently hardwire them together is that uh, of versioning of those evolutions, right? You are, as a provider of a capability today, 
you are locked on, on your version. You cannot do some breaking changes because you don't know who depends on your API. And if you do it, then there might be, you know, people crying or some contracts broken or, you know, some, some, something just, just will break and you have no control over it. So that's also one element of uh, what's currently going on and what are the problems with APIs that autonomous APIs is solving. Because you have discussion, because you are not, you know, hardwired to a, a technical interface, uh, but you are, you know, as a, as a consumer uh, about the thing you want to do, the use case you want to take, then that gives you the flexibility and also, you know, uh, some, some safety when things change. And try to also think about how does that jive with some of the uh, enterprise conversation going on in terms of uh, the whole governance and some kind of policy making things that is mm -hmm. going around um, surrounding APIs these days. I mean, if in fact, if I'm totally decoupled uh, from these services, how do I make sure? Because not every company has the same requirements. I think that kind of different things that they want to impose on, how would they even think about this once this gets decoupled? How do they make so, sure? So, so first of all, it, it actually helps you to polish less things. So you don't have to polish as many, you know, uh, thingies uh, as before, because you simply, those are simply no, long, no longer relevant. Like today with the enterprise API governance, you want uh, most of the APIs being produced by different teams looking alike. That's, that's our goal because you know, that it, that, then it makes it easier for you to consume one service, other service, third service or whatnot. This is not necessary. This is only for humans. And if there is a machine instead of human connecting these two APIs, then you don't have to have this policy. You don't have to have that governance, which translated gives more autonomy to your teams in your organization, because you no longer uh, ask them to, hey, program this API in such a way using this technology and it has to look exactly like that. So you no longer have to do this kind of stuff. The teams are now free to basically use what technology they know the best, what technology they think is the right for, for the task. Uh, without being, uh, you know, uh, sort of limited uh, by these uh, policies. Of course, there are still some policies. Of course, there is still some governance that has to go on, but it's uh, a, a very smaller, uh, let's say, subset of what it was today. Then just quickly, though, so things like data protection policy, all those things that how would I, because if it's like one solution uh, provider, you know, you, you have an auditing process, you have a certain things that make sure, you know, before you, uh, you know, sign the dotted line and uh, things like this, uh, how mm -hmm. would you handle that kind of topic? Well, those, those, those still have to be there, like one way or another. We envision that these policies, and that's actually back to your previous question, we envision that these policies are also machine uh, understandable and accessible. So the moment you as a consumer look at some, some capability, provided you understand, uh, let's say the data policies they have, you understand the SLAs, you understand, uh, uh, I don't know, even the price. And that's actually one big problem with the pricing today or, or with, with commercial APIs. You want to use an API today, then you need to first find it probably using Google 
you know, good luck if you are not, you know, uh, con you know, working well on your search engine optimization. Then you need to understand it from this developer portal, what, what's going on there. And then the fun starts, you need to have uh, some sales calls and meet with some salespeople. Like how is this communication between machines, right? When, when a human person needs to do all that stuff. So it's not just the data policies and, and the SLAs and uh, legal policies and all that. But it's you know it's it's going as as far as you know basically being able to purchase the capability uh, without having to meet a physical person for a coffee and sign some agreements, right? There is a lot of leaps we need to take, as you can see. But uh, I have envisioned that at some scenarios we will be able to do digital sales. I'll call it. Well, I am very disappointed. Autonomous API is not solving everything. So, <laughs> we need to do some. We need to change some, you know, uh, some some mindsets first. Exactly. There's a, always a human factor in business decisions. I understand this, but then let's think about this now. In order for is to really be popularized, what still needs to happen? Meaning, like let let's just say for the sake of our argument that you know web APIs, uh, including REST became really popularized once the cloud computing really took hold. What do you think needs to happen in order for this autonomous API to really take off? So I think we are reaching the tipping point with the growing number of APIs and we are running out of engineers and, and people willing to you know, do that. So that's one part. Like, uh, uh, you know, the number of APIs and the number of connection that's that's every single application is going to have is going out of the proportion and the complexity will, will tip uh, to that uh, autonomy uh, as I think the only possible solution, you know, as opposed to central management. And the second one is really uh, a buzzword uh, and that is AI. If you, if you really think about an AI, so there are like two, you know, two ways to think about it. Like the statistical machine learning AI, that's one thing. You want to have harmonized data to, to train your uh, algorithms and do stuff. But I'm more thinking about, you know, uh, maybe a little bit further in the future, this uh, reasoning AI. When you task your uh, AI assistant, hey, do something, you know, uh, I don't know, order me an ice cream, right? I, I just fail to see how we can have this kind of AIs and these robots, maybe you know, physical, mechanical beings. How we can have these robots and AIs? Yet people will still be wiring the wires, you know, between those robots and the rest of the world. That's that's not going to work, right? That that's that's just you know not possible. So we kind of need need to look at the different solution. How how you can tap on capabilities digitally without having humans connecting these wires. Sounds like a big, hairy communication, a problem to solve. Well, it's, 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 it's happening, you know. Uh, the search engines are struggling understanding the content on the web, right? They are pushing for some machine understanding of the HTML or the website that people are creating because they can, yes, do full text search, but they have little idea of what's going on on those pages. And as such, they cannot provide any any edit value in their search because they simply don't understand what's going on there. You know, you cannot say, hey, you know, uh, uh, 
tell me about Mona Lisa because they don't understand the context. They don't understand whether you mean the person, you do painting or, you know, whatever. So there is a push already uh, to start giving meanings to things. So you can use them, digitally. you can tap on them digitally. Thank you again to Zdenek Nemec for joining us today. Don't forget to tune in to our next episode for the conclusion of our conversation with Zdenek. You can find out more about Zdenek and Superface at superface.ai. To find out more about Gene and Tentech, visit tentech.com. Make sure to search for Mobile Interactions Now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Tentech, thanks for listening.